Welcome, we're your hosts Alicia and Whitney on Coming Coming Up Higher, where we're creating space through conversations, special guests, and inspiration for you to come up higher in the things of Christ in everyday life. Hey everyone, hey Come Up Crew, what's up? (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Coming Up Higher. I'm Alicia. This is my sister, Whitney. Hello. And we are so honored that you chose to take some time out of your day to listen to this podcast and be encouraged. We want you to come up higher in the things of Christ in your everyday life. And we hope that um, this podcast is just a a conduit of that for you. So today we want to talk about when God rebrands you. Mm. And I think so often, Whitney, we can get into these patterns of really taking on the identity of what other people have labeled us, right? Um, what we've labeled ourselves, what uh, our identities are by our function, whether that's a job mm. or whether that's being a parent right. or a, a leader in ministry or whatever that is. Um, so often we can just kind of take that on and Um, it really oftentimes can leave you empty though at the same time, Mm -hmm. because whether for health reasons, you can't function like you used to be able to function in that occupation or you're, you're, uh, you're a parent and your children leave the nest and you're kind of having to rebrand, I guess. And, and that aspect of, well, I'm not what I was, but I, how do I transition to what I am now? And, Mm -hmm. and that's why it's so important to, allow God to mold us and make us and identify us, really let him label us right. <laughs> in, in who we are. Yeah. Well, I think, and I actually talk about this in my book, Occupy While Waiting, about the difference between a calling and your purpose, mm. because we'll, we'll be called to different things in life. Like, you know, right now we're we maybe identified as, as daughters or you're identified as a wife, but one day like you guys are going to have kids and your calling will be a mom. And Uh, the different jobs that we have. I've been called to be a waitress at a time and now, you know, doing ministry things and administrative stuff and or student. Yeah, I've been a student at one point. And so we have to be able to realize what's a calling and then what's our purpose, Mm -hmm. because regardless of what I've done in my life, it's always executed my purpose in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. Right. Like my, my first purpose is just as a, as a daughter of, of the King, you know, and, and, and worship is an aspect I believe of, of why God created me and why I'm here on this earth. And so even as a student or as a waitress or as an administrative assistant and in our ministry, like I've always been able to, in some way, live out that purpose mm-hmm. for my life. And so that's why we have to be more focused, I guess, like on our purpose versus our calling because our calling is going to change. And if we're so focused on our, if we're more focused on our callings, then when things do change, all of a sudden we're grieving Mm. because like you said, like those kids moved out of the house or we're not working at that job anymore. Or maybe uh, you're not married yet or your spouse passed away or like whatever has changed. We have to, we have to understand that regardless of our calling, our purpose will still prevail Mm, no matter what. And really this whole thought of rebranding is kind of got us started. We were asked to speak on mornings with the Holy spirit with Mm -hmm. uh, Latika Wiley ministries. And I I had read something that week in, in just my devotion time. And I was in John chapter nine and, and it was, it's the story about Jesus healing the man born blind. Mm -hmm. And, 
it really, um, just walking through that chapter and that man's story, um, on this subject of rebranding, it was like this man, we were witnessing his rebranding right Mm -hmm. before our eyes in the scripture. And, and I find it, you know, interesting is society had labeled him or his parents just basically sinners, like just the disciples asked Jesus when they came upon the man begging and just laying in the street, they said, well, who sinned this man or his parents? Because in, in Jewish culture, they believed that if you had this bad of an infirmity, right. that someone did something wrong, that this was a punishment from God, that, um, you know, this, this was their penance was either his parents did something or he did something and he was paying the penance basically of just being born blind. And, and I found it really interesting as Jesus said, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. And that was so powerful because so often we can see our deficiencies and look at them often as I mean, use a strong word, curses from God, or like I'm being punished, or I must have messed up, and or it's it's a generational curse. My parents did something, or my great grandparents, and this is just following down the family line. And mm-hmm. um, but Jesus's response was was so powerful. He said, "Neither, neither of those, but it's happening so that my glory can be displayed in Him yeah. through Him, that my works can can be made manifest." and he can be a, a walking, living testimony. Right. Well, and as we talked about that, it just reminded me, it took me back to when after our dad had passed away and just walking through that grieving process and the healing process. And how many of you know, listening, that sometimes when you're going through difficult things and it just seems like one thing after the other, you kind of get that why me mentality Mm -hmm. and it's just like of course like guilty yeah like another thing happens like just pile it all on me life like (laughs) and I was having one of those days and as I was attending my own pity party the Lord reminded me of the verse that those who mourn will be comforted and he kind of elaborated on that for me and just said Whitney not everybody has gotten to experience the level of comfort from me that you have Mm -hmm. And that gave me a whole new perspective because all of a sudden I realized like I had access to a part of God that not everybody has had at my age. And some people never, you know, get to if they don't, um, you know, submit their lives to Christ fully. But it just made me realize that I've gotten a, a comforting by the Holy Spirit and a comforting by God that now I get to help pass on to others as well. And so as you know, you're talking about this blind man he got to see an aspect of Jesus that not everybody's been able to. And it's actually his deficiency that brought on the touch by Jesus. He got touched by Jesus in a way that very few people have ever gotten to, you know, even in Jesus's ministry, um, there were people that were touched and affected by him, but well, not everyone. Not many people can say Jesus spit on mud right. and, <laughs> and wiped it in their eyes. That's for right. sure. I know that's not what you mean, but like <laughs> literally he didn't, he didn't do that to anybody else. So. Yeah. Well, I think there may have been like one other spitting scenario, but <laughs> yeah. So just thinking of it in that way, like when we're walking through things, when there's difficulty, when there's 
for those who are listening who maybe are facing persecution and all these things, like you're getting to experience an avenue and a touch by God that not everybody is is blessed to. Mm-hmm. And not because Jesus doesn't want to do that for them. He does. But when when you go through hard things, when you experience hard things, and then simultaneously you're submitting yourself to God and seeking him and going after him, like you get to see avenues of God. You get to feel his presence in ways that you would not have had that not happened. Yeah. yeah. And I think that takes a, a certain aspect of faith and trust because Definitely. you are walking through unknown territory and, and just like the next part of this story with the the uh, man born blind is um, Jesus spits in the mud like we talked about and he um, put it on the man's eyes and I just think for that man's level of trust to allow that to to happen to him right. and to just submit himself to that process because actually um, I've heard it said before that in in that culture and in that time that they would spit at him when they would walk by the religious and because just because they had that that mentality of like he was he was just an outcast he deserved what he got and and so to to step into that that place of faith to allow jesus to spit right in front of you and make mud and, and rub it on your eyes and then not only that he had to be willing to be sent and and Jesus said, go wash in the, in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. And so in this rebranding process, we have to be willing to be open to that process of mm. not knowing exactly what's in front of us, not understanding God's ways or his methods, because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense most of the time. Right. And, and this is displayed in, in this message that we see is that it, it takes a a faith walk in a lot of ways. Right. Well, and it takes being willing to view things, view life out of a different perspective than your woundedness mm, or the past. So good. Yeah. Because I want to, you know, pull out what you, an excellent point you were making was Jesus did the very action that this man was used to other people doing to him. But when other people did it, it was out of disrespect. Mm-hmm. It was out of hate. There was probably, you know, name calling and things that happened this guy couldn't see. So he had to he had to rely on his hearing mm-hmm. in order to know what was going on around him, who was, you know, who was around him, like where he was at. He had to rely a lot on on probably touch and then hearing. Mm-hmm. And so every day when he's sitting there, people are spitting at him. People are calling him names. People are disrespecting him. People are letting him know he has no value in their eyes and in their society. Or not addressing him at all and just ignoring him. And then all of a sudden, Jesus, this rabbi comes by and what sound does he hear again? Yeah. Spitting. He hears another, this is just another guy spitting at him, spitting on him. But he had to, like you said, trust the process that because of the source of where it was coming from, because this is Jesus, because this is the rabbi, like this time is different. Mm. He couldn't, he couldn't hear that sound and then automatically, well, this is this is what it's going to be. This is how it's always been. This is how this experience is going to turn out. But he had to trust that it sounds the same. Mm-hmm. It feels the same. But I'm going to trust that the outcome is going to be different because of the source. So good. Yeah. Because of whose presence I'm standing in. Yeah. And 
I found, we found a lot in life that God will bring you back into familiar situations. <laughs> God will bring you back into familiar places and you'll hear familiar sounds. You'll, you'll feel familiar uh, touches and things that all of a sudden you have to, you can't go, you can't revert back to your old mentality or your old perspective mm-hmm. because you're in a different place in Christ now, yeah. right? You're in a different level spiritually. You've come up higher and you're starting to see things from his perspective. And it's a battle to go back into those old places or around those old people and not just fall back into not those old patterns. Into the vortex, yeah. Right, but realize that, no, God's bringing me around this time. God's bringing me around full circle because he's He's healing things in me. He's showing me new things. And there's going to be a different outcome Yeah. this time. Yeah, we have to have that faith and just... um going into those same old places, but you're not the same old you. Exactly. And because of who Christ is within you and what he's rebranded you to be. Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of times we can go back into the same old places and the people that knew us in our woundedness or that maybe family that labeled you a certain thing or, or whatever it, it could be. Um, they, have a hard time accepting who you are in Christ right. and the person you're becoming. And a lot like, a lot like this story and, and about the man born blind is that he was healed after he, he washed in the pool of Siloam and, and he was in town and people didn't recognize him because they, they identified him as his blindness and so apart from the blindness they they couldn't they is that him no that's not like in scripture they kind of they have this banter of like no that that's not him and yeah that i think that's him and he said yes it's me i yeah i was healed and i think that's such a a good picture of sometimes when we're stepping out and we're maybe taking different patterns of than our family have done in the past, or we're, we're maybe going to college and, or whatever, or stepping out in a ministry Mm -hmm. or following a dream or building a business and doing things that are not what people around us have normally done or paths that they haven't normally taken. Or yeah, even the neighborhood you're in or the community, the town you grew up in. That some people can say, no, that's not, that's not same old bill or, you know, (laughs) like that's not her or whatever. Like, um, but we have we have to be in the the confidence that when we go back into those old environments, when we've been rebranded, when we've been changed, when we when the Lord has identified us, that we can go back into those old environments with the the same old people and the same old place and the same old thing and be a brand new person in Him. Right. Well, and that's what He actually, as we continue on in the story, He actually gets called into the temple mm-hmm. or the you know the this religious. Yeah, the synagogue, and they're questioning him. Is this, are you who you say you are? Like, is this, you know, everybody's got these questions and they think you might have been healed and they're just trying to find answers. And he just tells them, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's me. And, and just, I don't even know if you want to read it or yeah. not, but. But they even bring his parents in. And I think that part of the story is really interesting because the religious were trying to find fault. They they didn't like Jesus healing <laughs> right? because it, it shook their religious thinking. It shook their paradigm as far as what they thought God was. And, right. and a man born blind because of sin in his life or his parents' life, like this shouldn't be turned around because he, he should receive that punishment mm-hmm. kind of thing that we talked about earlier. And 
they bring his his parents in and basically um wanted them to identify their son and say is this your son is it true he was born blind and and they they said yeah um you know this is him and he was born blind we can confirm that but as far as this whole jesus thing he's gotten in as far as who healed him mm-hmm. how when what where you know we don't want any we don't know he's an adult you ask him because and scripture says because they feared of being kicked out of the the wow. synagogue out of their religious mm-hmm. structure <laughs> by admitting it was Jesus yeah. and i and and that really spoke to me is that sometimes you're going to have to stand alone right when when you're on this journey with Christ sometimes your parents can't bring the support you need sometimes your your brother your sister can't your spouse your whatever church your church can't. your pastor like sometimes it's just when you walk through things in life, it's just you and Jesus and it's just Mm -hmm. gotta be. Um, and that's where we see this man born blind in this moment is his parents are basically taking their hands out. Like, well, you know, they obviously already had because he was begging on the streets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's obvious they didn't, they, they didn't want to be associated with him for much longer than that. Um, but that really spoke to me because I know we've all walked through moments in our, our lives where, we've really had to just lean close to the father and say, who, who am I? Who have you called me to be when everything else is falling around? When people don't understand my path, I want to be made in your image, God. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes that, that affirmation, you look for it in other places and in other people that you think would support you or be on the journey with you, but you, but it's just one of those moments where it's just you have to rely on who Christ has called you to be in your relationship with him. Yeah, and I think sometimes those times where it's just you and God are like the uncharted territory mm-hmm. and the new, like going to the new level in him, the word says we go from glory to glory. And I've found that when God takes me to that next level in him, because as we seek him, we'll find him. And so the, the degree that we're seeking him is the degree that will find him. And so as we continue seeking him more and just telling him, I want to go deeper or, or I'm surrender, or you surrender more of yourself, God will take you to a new place in him. And sometimes that's, that's that unmapped territory that kind of gets me uneasy sometimes yeah. because I'm like, okay, this is new. Like what, mm-hmm. <laughs> this feels different. It kind of looks different. People might think I'm weird if they, you know, see I don't know, see this love I'm in with God because it's not just the, okay, I go Sunday morning, Wednesday night. And that's when I open my Bible, you know, but it's just going deeper and deeper. And sometimes, I mean, that is countercultural. And so people, if you tell them some of the encounters you have or what you've hear, hearing God speaking, what cult are you? Yeah, but it's a bit like, it's nothing that's not, you don't find in the Bible, you know what I mean? But it's just like that deeper level of commitment. It's from flirting with God to being like, nope, we're in a, committed covenant yeah and so i think we have to be just have that understanding that sometimes going to that next place sometimes being rebranded sometimes like that blind man it had to be really weird to see Mm -hmm. it had to be really strange he was born blind so he's seeing everything for the first time and that had to be a new place for him but like you said going back to just trusting that what God's doing in us is for our good. Mm-hmm. 
and there's going to be a, a, a better outcome. We're going to be more healed because of it and just uh, continuing to seek after him. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's to a, a point that I guess I didn't really realize in this story um, until reading it recently was that he really didn't know. It, w- it truly was just faith because he didn't even have a full revelation of Jesus as mm-hmm. Jesus until after the religious kick him out of the, of the synagogue and, and Jesus met him. And I, I love that part of it too, because Jesus didn't just heal him and, and peace out, you know, right. it was like, he, he knew what the man was about to encounter and he met him outside after the religious kicked mm-hmm. him out and just basically. And his parents. and it, yeah, yeah. After he was just, he, he it's just so contrary in a lot of ways as far as he just experienced the biggest breakthrough of his life i mean i was blind but now i see and right on the on the heels of just literally being healed turns around gets put on trial basically Mm -hmm. and basically just thrown out because people didn't understand his breakthrough and didn't want to accept it because it it messed with their ideals and um I just think that's so interesting is sometimes we can be experiencing the biggest breakthrough spiritually in Mm. our lives with Jesus, but like other things as far as people and relationships and home life, life, things can just be like a blaze, set a blaze simultaneously. (laughs) And that's kind of what I'm realizing. um, Even just through the past year is just like, it, it can be, it can be both. Mm. Yeah. It, it can be um, hard, but also just amazing at the same time because because Christ, he he's outside of time and mm. and he just he allows things to happen in our lives that that all work together for our good. And and so that's what I, I love about Jesus is is he stuck around and, and he met the man outside after he was kicked out. And, and he just basically said, do you want to believe do you want to believe in the Messiah? And he's like, yeah, I, yeah, I do. Who is he? <laughs> and Jesus said, basically, you're looking at yeah. him. It's me. And he said that I believe. And, wow. and that, that was the story of, of in a, in a day, mm-hmm. in a matter of hours, just one encounter with Jesus, he went from blind to, to, to walking, to being, having uh, mud rubbed on his eyes and Jesus saying, walk by faith to the pool of Siloam and, and be sent, be willing to be sent. And, and then having this amazing breakthrough to being persecuted, to meeting with Jesus and, and accepting him and becoming a follower. It, it was just such an amazing turn of events that I hope it, it, it um, inspires our listeners to be able to walk through that process with God and, and to, to be willing to be rebranded. I know that's kind mm-hmm. of a modern term, but just made in the image of Christ to be willing to do it when you have to walk alone, to be willing to do it when you have to do it afraid and, and even walk through that new territory blind and you don't, mm-hmm. you don't know where you're going next. But, but on, on the other side of that act, obedient uh, act of obedience is your very moment of breakthrough. And, and yeah. so that's what I want um, you guys to just take away from, from today's episode is to just be willing to walk out that process with Jesus. Yeah. And just even as you had mentioned about 
being sent, that pool, the name meant to be sent, this man had just experienced Jesus spitting in his eyes. And, and I'm sure that was starting to take place where maybe his vision was being restored or maybe it didn't until he got to the pool. I'm not sure. But one, like one of the really good things you had said on that broadcast that we did the other week was that Jesus sent me. So I went mm. like, it was just that simple statement of he sent me. So I went yeah. <laughs> and I think, we need to take hold of that. It sounds so simple, but yet so many of us don't do it. Like I know I don't always <laughs> when, when I feel led to do something, yeah. when I feel led to start something, when Jesus tells me to go, I don't always do it. Cause it's not, it doesn't always feel good. Or it's like, like talking convenient. Yeah. Or like I talked about earlier, it's just maybe like a new level in him. And it's like, this feels kind of weird or I'm not, I've never done this before. And there's, or there's that like just delayed, maybe I, I am obedient, but it's delayed obedience. <laughs> it's not right when he said it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important, a, a lesson, a takeaway from this is just when Jesus sends you go mm-hmm. do it, start that podcast or start that business or go pray over that person or go to that service or encourage your coworker or, or whatever it is, go to school, whenever, whenever he sends you just go. Mm-hmm we often get in this, this battle with God, like, well, why, or what's the purpose? Or I don't see how this is going to lead me from point A to point Z, like what's going on here, but just go and, and find out what's on the other side of your obedience. Because for that man, it was a healing Mm. for that man. It was getting something that he has born without that he had never had in his life. So what is on the other side of your obedience? What's on the other side of your yes I will go send me what, what does Jesus want to do for you? Because I I have a feeling it's always been like this in my life that there's always something for my good on the other side. That doesn't mean it's always an easy process. It doesn't mean it looks good or it's tidy and clean and all this stuff, but uh, you know, Jesus spit in some mud. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's the opposite. Yeah, I'd be like, don't, tidy t- and clean. don't touch me. <laughs> well, imagine now. In, in- exactly, like Rona, don't, don't yeah. you be spitting on me. <laughs> be in jail. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, what that's, a I guess, a question I want to leave you with today is, is what's on the other side of your obedience? And if, if God is asking you to do something, if you feel the leading and the prompting of the Holy Spirit that, hey, you should... You should do this. You should start this. You should go there. You should stop doing this. Whatever it is, listen and Mm -hmm. obey. Yeah. And I love that apostle. uh, The word apostle actually means one sent. Mm. And so may we all be ones that are willing to be sent and and to do the, the will of our father so that we can see his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven and that we all can be the hands and feet of that and just a a connecting point for, for others for that. And so hope you guys were encouraged today. Yeah. Hope that this will strengthen you in your walk. If, if those of you that are listening, that you can resonate with the man's story of standing alone and not having that support system around you, uh, just know that we're praying for you and know that you're listening to this for a reason and to just keep, keep leaning on Jesus and keep, pressing into the things that he has for you because we truly believe that 
um, breakthroughs coming for you. And so, yeah. And if this is encouraged, you feel free to share it with a friend that, you know, would be blessed by it. We are on YouTube or anywhere where podcasts are streamed. If you just want to do the audio files, you can listen to it while you're in the car working Mm -hmm. out. And don't forget on YouTube, click that little bell because then that will notify you when we post our new weekly Mm -hmm. video and subscribe to us if you're listening on like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, things like that. So you can always hear the new content that we put out. And of course, if you... uh if you enjoy listening to coming up higher, if you can also leave us a rating, we would appreciate that as well. Cause that just helps everything uh, we do here get spread further and, mm-hmm. and to more listeners. So we appreciate that. So, yeah. So we'll see you next week on coming up higher. God bless. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. One of the best ways to come up higher is through worship. Our desire is to help you cultivate meaningful worship moments through the music we create. You can listen to our music on Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you buy or stream music. Physical copies of our albums can be purchased on our website as well, aliciaandwhitney.com slash store. So join us in coming up higher together through worship.